0: Well, here we are, continuing on in our Jesus message series, where we have been taking a look at who Jesus is, uh, but through a specific lens, through the lens of the gospel of Matthew. We want to see what he has to say, how he recalls and remembers Jesus, uh, and he has structured it in a way um, that is actually really helpful for us. Uh, We have spent several weeks Uh, And in three little chapters, chapters 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. And that is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And we've been just sitting here and it's learning what Jesus has to say about it. And we have come to this place where Jesus is going to utter this phrase, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. But what does Jesus actually mean when he says this, right? Do not judge others, and you will not be judged yourself. Yeah, maybe love other people, but maybe he is talking about our whole judicial systems. So we need to get rid of prosecuting attorneys and defense attorneys and judges because you know we shouldn't really be judging one another's behavior, and conduct, right? Is he thinking of that? Yeah. So here's the funny thing. When I mentioned that, not one of you was like, yeah, you know, I've pondered that. I wondered if that's what Jesus means when he says this. No, we, we don't at all, do we? What do we think when Jesus says this? What are we thinking about? We're thinking about how I judge someone else and how they judge me, how you judge one another, right? Because if we're honest, we don't like being judged when it's a negative thing, right? I say that specifically because we love being judged when it's positive. We do. Let's be honest, right? Look at how well I did at this job, right? I, just, I knocked it all apart. I, I deserve a raise, don't you think, right? Because I did so well at my job. Look at how good I am parenting, My kids, I mean, I had a great moment with them. I was super patient with them. I was kind and understanding. Judge me on that, right? Am I wrong? I am not wrong, am I? Uh, Even this morning, you have judged me already based on my clothing, haven't you? You laugh because it's true. Yes, yeah. And I, you know, to be honest, I like it, right? Because this is the image I want to portray. I am a bit adultish everyone's like, "Well, duh, we know that. You don't need a shirt to tell us that." Right? And and I love that, "Hey, this is a place that we're just down-to-earth people and I'm setting an example." I love that. But it could be taken in a negative way of like, "Oh, but you're not giving your best to God or, you know, you're kind of downplaying this role as a pastor type of thing." Right? And we don't like being judged unfairly. No one wants to be judged on a bad moment of parenting, do we? No one wants to be judged on that bad day that we had at work. And we feel like it's unfair. And so when we hear this, we start thinking, you know, yeah, I don't want to be judged on those bad moments in my life. And so I don't want people to judge me. The question is, is that what Jesus is talking about? No, he's not. He's actually not talking about that at all. The issue that we have is that we think we know what Jesus means, and therefore we make Jesus mean that. Let's say that again because it's a little tricky, right? We think we know what Jesus means, and therefore we make Jesus mean that. So instead of going, Jesus, what did you mean by this? Tell me what it is that you're trying to get at, and I want to understand that, and then go out and apply that in these different situations, and my relationships with other people. Instead of doing that, we take our relationships with other people, their circumstances, their life, our experience of life, and we're like, this must be what Jesus means. And then it can backfire on you. So here's the thing. Would you like to know what Jesus means when he says, do not judge others, and you will not be judged? Yeah, thank you. I'm glad somebody does. This is me and you. We're going to go at it. But yeah, we would. And I'll be honest with you, this has been a journey for me because there's some things that I was looking at that were in my way that I had to undo so that I could see it more clearly and really get at it. And so I'll share those things with you as well as we go on this journey. And when I discovered what Jesus was actually talking about, it was like, duh, of course he's saying that. Right? It was really simple, and I'm a bit ashamed of how simple it was and how easily I missed what he was saying. Okay? All right, so let me set the stage for you because this will help. Where is Jesus in the storyline of the Gospel of Matthew? He is sitting down, and he has got a group of people, a large group of people that are coming to listen to this rabbi, this teacher, come and give them some instructions And he has given them some instructions, and he has an expectation about these instructions as well. He tells this group of people that unless their their righteousness is greater than the Pharisees and the uh, teachers of religious law, unless it's greater than what they do, they won't enter into this kingdom of heaven, this rule and reign that God is here doing right now. God's rule and reign here on earth, okay? So their right doingness, doing right by others, doing right by God has to be greater than their role models, the Pharisees and how they are doing right by others and doing right by God. It has to be greater than that. Otherwise, they will never enter into this kingdom of heaven. The expectation is high. The standard is high. As we moved into this, that was the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, as we move further into this, we start seeing that how high that cost is, right? And what Jesus is looking at. Remember one of the first teachings that we looked at. There is a way in which we were supposed to look at the whole Sermon on the Mount, all of Jesus' teachings here. In fact, Jesus gave us a way to look at all of the Scripture and look it through that lens. And it was... Treat others the way that you want to be treated, right? Very simple. And so as we go into it, the standard is high. We're focusing on treating others the way that we want to be treated, and he's elevating that for us, and then he gives out some teachings. We looked at the one about uh, murder, right? Don't just murder someone. We don't want you to do that. Don't just avoid murder. We want you to deal with even the anger inside. Is that a higher standard? Like, most of us, I think, can check the box we haven't murdered anyone. But how about being angry at someone? How, could you check that box that you have never been angry at someone for something that they've done? No, we probably couldn't check that one, right? So he's elevating the standard for these people that are standing around here um, listening to this. It's super important for us to understand. Now, let's take a look at this. the first two um, verses uh, that Jesus talks about with this judging thing. Okay? So he says this Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. Sound familiar? The standard you, are, uh, you use in judging is a standard by which you will be judged. So let me ask this question. Just, let's just leave it there for a minute. Let me ask this question Who is doing the judging? Right? We judge others, but who are we going to be judged by? But we often think this way, don't we? If I just don't uh, judge someone, then they're not going to judge me that way. Well, that's unrealistic, right? But it's all connected in how we treat others. That's how we're going to be treated. And it comes down from God. In fact, this phrase is very similar to another phrase that Jesus used. He used it as he was explaining something from his prayer. Remember the, the Lord's Prayer that he gave us? And he said something about a, a verse there, about forgiving other people, which is directly connected with how you treat others. Right? If you forgive people that, that uh, have done something against you, who's going to forgive you? Your heavenly Father, he says. Your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive someone that's done something wrong to you, What happens then? Your Heavenly Father will not forgive you. Now, apply that to the judging piece. The way in which you judge other people is the way in which you are going to be judged. Right? Isn't that a little more scary? Like, I can tolerate this kind of thing because, like, Ah, uh, you're just uh, judging me unfairly or like, you don't know me. You don't really know what my life has been like or my day has been like. Let me explain to you the situation I'm in, and then you'll understand better about making that judgment about my character or the things that I said or the things that I've done, right? I can handle that. But this other one, that's, that's tougher, isn't it? So what is Jesus doing He's taking these teachings that he's giving about treating others, right? The way that you treat others is the way that you're going to be treated. Um, uh, Another one was uh, doing the right things for the right motives. Hard to kind of judge people on their motives sometimes, isn't it? But who can judge you on your motives? Yeah, okay. Um, What about seeking the kingdom above all else, as we talked about last week? To remove this worry from our life. Yeah, how can we show that we're seeking the kingdom above all else? Well, who sees all of that? All right, okay? So, and how are you doing with those things? Right? Doing well? Sometimes, sometimes not so well, right? We don't always treat people the way we want to be treated. There's times when I'm like, "Man, wow, I would not want to be talked to that way." Right? We do that type of thing. We don't always treat others that same way. Uh, when, When I get worried, right? I get off track of whether I'm actually seeking the thing that God is showing me, right? Can I really see? Can I really see how God is working actively in this thing? Can I see the kingdom thing? Am I actually seeking it, right? That's the idea, and he's lifting that up as a higher standard. What Jesus is saying with these things, all these teachings and everything that, is that as Jesus followers, we are not to judge other Jesus followers and how they follow Jesus. Say it again, okay? As a Jesus follower, I'm not to judge other Jesus followers for how they are following Jesus because the standard is high and the understanding is hard and they're all working it out, and, the, and, and so we're not supposed to be judging other people. How you follow Jesus, I'm not to make a judgment about. Now, for some of us, that's like really freeing. You're like, oh, yes, finally. This is really hard stuff, and I'm sick of all those Christians out there being so judgmental about how I'm following Jesus. Okay, This is an in-house type of thing that he's talking about. And for other people... Uh, in our in our group, it's it's like makes you nervous because you're like, but what if I can see that they're living the wrong way, right? What if I can clearly tell that as they're following Jesus, they're doing it the wrong way? What if I what if the way in which they go about following Jesus has completely missed the mark, and I can see it? It's clear. Well, guess what? Jesus is going to clarify that for you all connected in his message. He goes on to this. This next part is what he says about just that. Verse 3, And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First get rid of the log in your own eye then you will see well enough to deal with a speck in your friend's eye. Yeah, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, let's be honest, let's be honest with it, right? What Jesus is saying here is that we can we think we see so clearly the thing that they are not seeing clearly. But what what is Jesus saying? He's making a judgment about the two friends. I've got a log in my eye. And them, I see that's the wrong way of living. It's just a speck. It's just a speck in their eye. It bothers them. Yeah, it's something they need to deal with for sure. But I need to deal with this log that I can't even see around to see clearly and how they're actually following Jesus. Do you, do you see how he's pulling this together? And these are friends, right? These are fellow followers of Jesus that have heard his sermon on the mount and they're trying to figure out, they're trying to understand, they're trying to put it into their life. They're trying to live it out. And then we go around going like, ah, you're not doing it right. But how can I see clearly enough to do that? Now, does Jesus say, don't address the speck in the person's eye? No, he says, no. Look at yourself first, right? What log is in your eye? How are you doing with treating others? How are you doing with doing the right things for the right reasons? How are you doing with seeking the kingdom of God above all of, this, all of the things? How are you doing with that? Do you have some struggles with it? What are those struggles with it? Can you even see that you have uh, something that messes with your view? Now you have a little bit of sympathy, a little bit of empathy of how you might be able to do what? Help your friend. Not fix them, not remove it even, but just to help them, to help your friend who's following Jesus. This is a completely different approach than what we typically do. Like, it's a lot easier to see how someone else is doing something wrong. Married women, am I right? Yeah, you can laugh at Okay, right? you you could, it's a lot easier and it's not just married women it's men as well husbands wives right or parents right friends we can point out how someone else isn't measuring up to jesus teaching far sooner than we can on ourselves it's true let's just can we just be honest with that yeah so this is what jesus is getting at now He's going to say something here. As we sit and we deal with this, and we're wrestling with this, okay, how do I look at something in my own eye? We might go, and we might meditate on some things that Jesus says. We might unpack something and come away with something really good. right? We're like, oh, this is the log in my eye. And I I can see how I can deal with it. And it's great, and it's wonderful. It's like finding a treasure. It's like finding a little pearl, a little nugget of wisdom And you're like, oh, this is so precious. And what do you want to do? Like, you want to start showing it to people, right? And be like, hey, this is what I figured out in my life. And it sounds like you have the same speck in your eye. Maybe you could uh, deal with this. But Jesus says you need to be careful because there's some people out there that they'd have won nothing to do with this. In fact, they will harm you. And that's what Jesus says next in this very confusing saying. It's actually quite brilliant. I'm going to put it up here because I want us to see it, and I didn't want to leave it out because it's really important. Um, and you notice uh, right away that I've highlighted some things there, right, and used some bold or italicized things because the way that it's written is a literary form that it does A-B-B-A, meaning the first line goes with the last line, and then the two lines in the middle go together. But it's hard when we read it that way. So I'm going to read it the way... Uh, that we're meant to understand it, okay? And I put that it's from uh, the uh, it was well, from the New American Standard Bible. Uh, the why I use that translation for this is because it it maintains the authenticity of word for word. So the Greek words they're doing their best to put them right into English, okay? And it it and it holds the 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 words and it's helpful, okay? So here's what it says. I'm going to read it the way we're meant to process it in our brain. Do not give what is holy to dogs, or they will turn and tear you to pieces. Do not throw your pearls before pigs, or they will trample them under their feet. That's the way we're meant to understand that. And so he's saying there are people out there that are dogs and pigs. Stop judging them right now. Stop that, right? You're trying to figure out who in your head is a dog and who's a pig. No, that's not the point, right? The point, the point is, is that there's some people out there that are not going to receive it well. And when he talks about dogs, he is not talking about your pet, Fido, right? Um, he's not talking about that. He's talking about the, the types of dogs they would have in their area. There's little mutts running around. They travel in packs sometimes or they're on their own, and they don't trust people. Uh, they don't trust other dogs, and you might try to feed them something, but they are just as likely to just bite your bite your hand. It doesn't mean that you've built any trust with them. That's what he's meaning. You you've come and you've found something holy, something really set apart for those that are trying to understand Jesus' teachings, and you might want to offer it to someone, but be careful because there are people out there that will turn that on you. Right. Oh, look at this thing. I understand finally now. Pastor Michael, open my eyes understanding this passage. I want to share this with my neighbor my friend or someone. And like, listen, this is what you need to understand about judging others, and they will use that against you. And call out all the things of how judgmental you are and followers of Jesus are and all of that, right? That's the danger. So he says, be careful. Or there may be people in your life that you find this golden little, or this little nugget or this pearl, this precious pearl. Oftentimes in the, the Bible, use pearls as bits of wisdom. And so you want to share this pearl of knowledge with somebody because you've done the work and searched it out and you want to share that with someone. And they're just going to take it and be like, oh, okay, that's nice and just trample all over it. Right? They'll treat it as worthless. And so Jesus is saying, be careful about that. Don't focus on whether they're a dog or or a pig. Focus on, on how they might receive these little things. And if they reject it, then okay. I'm just going to not keep going down that road, right? Now, as I've processed this for myself, okay, and this is revealing for me, and I think it's true for you, maybe it's not, but I think it's true for you too, is that the biggest log that I have in my eye and I think the biggest log that you have in your eye is that we we actually don't spend time trying to understand what Jesus really means when he says stuff. I think what we do is we take our experience and our context and what's going on in life and we read something and we're like, yeah, that's great. That makes sense right if you just had an argument with somebody over Jesus and they they just called out how how awful people that follow Jesus are you'd be like yeah they're totally a dog now that makes sense i can just apply it it's not what he's talking about is it so i think we have a hard time hard time getting away from what we think Jesus means and making it what Jesus means instead of just going i want to study and i want to know and i want to understand what Jesus is saying we don't orient our life around reading through the Sermon on the Mount and studying it and digesting it and really trying to help it to address the different planks or specks in our own eye so that we can come away with these bits of knowledge and these, un- and these holy things to live life and know how we are doing in God's kingdom. I think that's our biggest, our biggest log in our eye. And so to help you, um, I, want, I would love for you to join me with a study I'm going to do with the Sermon on the Mount. Um, we're going to go through chapters 5, 6, and 7. We're going to read some of the stuff together. We're going to reflect on it. We're going to just talk about how we have some struggles with understanding different things. Maybe we'll, we'll study some of this, right? We're going to do this together. You don't have to have ever read it before to be a part of this little group. Um, And if you want to join in person, that's totally fine. If you want to join virtually, we will have that set up. I just need to know (laughs) how to prepare for it and whom I should prepare for, like how many and how many virtually and things like that. So what I'm asking is that for the study next Saturday um, at 8.30, right here at church or online, whatever way you want to come and be a part of that, I need to know, can you send me an email to pastor at reallifecove.com saying, yes, I would pl- I'm planning to be there, I'd like to be there and be a part of that, okay? Could, could you do that for me? Since especially people in-house here now have the free Wi-Fi password, you can do that. You can send me an email this morning. Because I want us to do this together. I want us to make Jesus' teachings the very center of our life. That everything we do comes up out of them and applies into the things of our life rather than the other way around. I want to help you, and I want you to help me to make Jesus' teachings the very center of my life.